0: Hello to all the fantasy football players out there. This is Juan Aguilar. I am also a fantasy football player and I am also the commissioner of the Ballers Fantasy Football League. Today, we're gonna do a podcast to uh, kick off the 2021 season. To give you a little bit of background of my fantasy football experience, I've been playing fantasy football since 2010. I've won two league championships in the last 11 years that I've played. Uh, Three years ago, I created our own league uh, through Yahoo. And we have a 12 team league, PPR. And this league that we run through Yahoo uh, is a very uh, fun league. And today, I have the pleasure to introduce our defending champion of the 2021 season, Angel Felix. Thank you, Juan,
1: for that introduction. Um, It's a pleasure being here with you and uh, going over here, our first podcast for 2021. I'm excited. Um, As the champ for last year for 2020, it was exciting. It was challenging. um, But it was all worth the effort. Um, I've been... Doing the fantasy football now for the last eight years, um, all with Naya, my, my the second part of this team. Um, Fortunately, she's not here today, but MVP. MVP. She's uh, she's she's helped me win some uh, fantasy football uh, uh, years, but uh, it's been a pleasure and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was most challenging, um, you know, with COVID and everything. Of course, but, uh, you know the experience ha- has helped me. Um, playing in the last eight years. And I look forward to uh, 2021 in the season. Um, it, I think it's going to be a very exciting season. We have another regular season game. Um, you know, we're going to have expanded rosters. So, a lot of talent coming into the NFL this year. And uh, we look forward to the fantasy football this year.
0: Angel, that was an exciting uh, season we had in 2020. As a commissioner, I was very happy the way the season ended. Uh, It was really a fight to the finish for all the teams. Uh, I believe, as I recall, uh, all 12 teams had a chance for the playoffs the last week of the season. They were still uh, a mathematical chance uh, to get in. So as a commissioner, that's what I want. I want teams to have a chance to get in the playoffs. Because you know, in our league, the top eight teams and in your situation in particular, during the regular season, you dealt with a lot of adversity with injuries and players not performing at the, the at the level that they were expected to. And kind of one of the questions I have to you, or maybe you can share with the listeners is how to deal with the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys of a regular season in, in, in fantasy football. It's easily can get discouraging. And I know you went to some really peaks and valleys. So if you could share with us what, how you handled that adversity to get you through the regular season, I recall that you had to win your last game of the year to to get in the playoffs. So what was your mindset <laughs> yeah. during that time?
1: Yeah, so one, um, and to add, right, in the adversities, um, we also had COVID, right? So we had oh, these players, um, you know, day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever you had in knowing whether these individuals were going to be playing or not were you going to have to put them on the injured reserve or you're going to have to put them on the COVID list so you know it it came down to a lot of times just um, being able to play week to week right and and that's kind of what you want to do with you know fantasy football just play week to week because you're you're hoping that all your players are are healthy they can play but COVID always kind of threw a wrench into it you know from week to week so i remember going on a three-week skid with you know going on three you know kind of for the month of october and yeah, I, re- I had to be rough <laughs> it was bad. It was. I, I thought i was out at that time i really did but um i i i, I kind of text you back on november 12th to tell you juan i'm ready to run the table and i think my team is back so you I, know, recall that. I recall yeah, that. Just at, being at, able to kind of, um, you know, hope for the best, right? Play your best players, but always remember that just because you start with a lineup at the beginning of the year, it doesn't mean that you're going to end up with that lineup. So you're going to have changes. You're going to have to be uh, versatile in throughout the year, you know, as as you continue to play, um, you know, because you're going to have players heard, you're going to have I think we're not going to have as many players as, you know,
0: out in COVID, but we will have some. I totally agree with you that, you know, with COVID, that was like an X factor. I I recall one week where we had to wait till like pretty much Sunday morning before kickoff to to even know if this player was eligible to play. And it's keeping you up at night all week. I know it did for me where, wow, what am I going to do? So I had to come up with like plan A, plan B. Plan C, as far as with this running back or this quarterback. So, yeah, that was a real challenge. And uh, I'm sure a lot of players went through it. But uh, as we go into 2021, um, having that experience can only help you uh, going through the season and be kind of uh, be able to forecast the ex- you know expectation of what could happen. So uh, hopefully uh, this is behind us, and this is something that we'll remember about the 2020 season. But uh, there's always one thing in fantasy football, every week's different. Every player has a different result. Every bounce of the ball bounces, that doesn't bounce your way. So uh, for the players, you have to be able to prepare for the unexpected.
1: Yeah, I, I have to agree, Juan. Throughout the year, your goal should be mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. That that should be your goal. So whether you're in the first spot or you're the eighth spot, the goal is to make – I made the eighth spot
0: last year, mm-hmm. and it kind yeah. of worked out for me. That was an incredible run because when I am looking at the league playoffs, look, I, I actually played you in the playoffs, and um, I really thought I had a stacked lineup. Uh, but being the year that it was, you knew that, hey, anything can happen. And uh, you really kicked off the playoff season by knocking me out. So how did that feel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that, was, that was tough knowing I was up against my, my good buddy here. And uh, I know that I was in for a challenge because your lineup was stacked from the quarterback to the wide receiver, to the running back. I had a fair amount of players, um, but I think overall knowing the matchups, right? I was not concerned about what players you were playing. I was more concerned about what players were matched up with the teams that they were playing for that weekend. And that's kind of where my focus was at.
0: And that's a good point for people listening. Don't always focus on who you're playing against. Focus on your matchups with the players on your roster. Put all your focus on that. A lot of times, it's easy to look at another team's lineup and say, "Oh my God, I got I got to go get my Mahomes," but that's really a, the wrong way to look at it. You should really focus on which is the best best matchup of the players I have in my roster. And usually, when you do it that way, you'll get some positive results. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I kind of made that mistake a couple times early in the season when I went against um, one of the teams that had Derrick Henry, right? And that was kind of my biggest concern. And I failed there, and, but it gave me the opportunity to learn the next time around that Derrick Henry was not the focus. My focus was on my team and what matchups my players were gonna have for that weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, good point. Um, so you knock off the commissioner of the league, and it does happen in our league, everyone. The commissioner doesn't always win. For those conspiracy theorists out there, we do uh, we do follow the rules here. So you knock off the commissioner, which I'm still trying to overcome. Overcome that. You then play the regular season champion, the Double Dogs, and uh, they had won like eight or nine in a row at that point. And you know he had Aaron Rodgers, he had David uh, Cook. Aaron Rodgers was on fire. Dalvin Cook, I should say. Yeah. yeah, he was on fire. So going into that matchup, what did it feel like? Because at this point, you're in the semifinals. Yeah, it, it, you know, once again, Juan, I think all the learning
1: opportunities that I had throughout the year prepared me for the playoffs. Even if I came in the eighth spot, I knew that I just making the playoffs that I would have the opportunity to make a good run. Because by that time, towards the end of or middle of middle November, I had the majority of my roster um, healthy, right? And I had no one on COVID, which was a big, huge a- advance, you know, to, to other people that I was playing. So overall, it, it was um, it was a great experience of regular season to kind of prepare me for, for that, you know, for the playoffs and and those first couple rounds. Because I know you and the Devil Dogs definitely had one of the best rosters in the league.
0: Yeah, and uh, that kind of leads into uh, after you beat the regular season champ, now you're playing uh, the team, the highest scoring team in the league, uh, Easy 2000. Yeah. And they were, uh, you know, a stacked lineup as well. I think the week before, if I recall, they scored over 400 points in the <laughs> semifinal game. Yeah. So, uh, what were you feeling? I mean, you're going up against this high powered offense guy had kyler murray he's got derrick henry as you just mentioned he's got the uh, that indianapolis colts defense i believe and then he had the uh, wide receiver uh from the atlanta falcons uh can't recall his name but he was a really good wide receiver but yeah obviously you know with kyler murray and, and derrick henry that that's a huge task to overcome so What were you feeling going into that championship game? It was championship week. Um, You know, it it was (laughs)
1: nerve-wracking. I did not sleep sleep that weekend. (laughs) Really? Because I knew I was pumped up to be, you know, in the finals. Um, I've never been there before, you know, all the years that I've played fantasy football. And I felt that, um, you know, once again, um, did not focus on his roster. Although I knew I was the underdog, I knew that, You know i i could i could win i had the opportunity to kind of win so you know i did my homework friday i did my homework saturday i once i put the lineup that sunday morning i felt pretty good i i didn't think i had the chance to win i said i think this is this will be the best team that i can put in my lineup to kind of get me at least to compete right that's kind of what i wanted to do just put myself in the position to compete I was, I knew I was the underdog not only coming into the final championship, but I was the underdog throughout the regular season, you know, due to injuries, due to COVID, but it, you know, it was, a, it was a great opportunity. Um, you know, once again, um, overcoming those obstacles and, um, you know, playing easy 2000 who, who as well had a stack lineup with yeah. running backs and, you know, wide receivers. And, um, I, I think going into that last game, that Sunday night with green Bay and Tennessee. You know, I I held my breath and crossed my fingers and hoped for the best.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously, I think that was the key to the to the uh, to your the championship game was the performance of Derrick Henry. I recall that the the week before he had run for over like two hundred yards. I mean, he was he just went off the week before, and you just knew if he goes off again, that this the wheels could come off real quick. I knew there was going
1: to be no chance for. Me.
0: But yeah. you know, with the weather and Tennessee being on the road, and Green Bay defense really stepping up, they they slowed him down and they controlled the clock.
1: Yeah, they were playing seven to eight in the box. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah they yeah. just committed to not letting him go off, which was critical for you. And it was a you know it was a game that Green Bay wanted to win because they wanted
1: home field advantage. Yeah.
0: Question I want to ask you, um, you made a decision uh, in uh, making your lineup to go with Jalen Hurts, a very risky decision, considering he didn't have a lot of uh, uh, body of work. You know, he'd only played maybe started two, three games. What was your thinking on that uh, as far as starting uh, Jalen Hurts versus maybe some of the other quarterbacks who were uh, – in your, in your roster or on your roster. So
1: what did I learn throughout the year with quarterbacks? Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, um, that dual threat, right? You want that quarterback. That's a dual threat at the time. I think he had a point to prove, you know, to Philadelphia and management, um, and, and probably to the coach to say, I belong here, you know, one should be on the bench and I should be playing, I should be starting. I took a chance. I, I felt that the best opportunity for me was to add additional points. That was it, you know, getting him into the lineup, being able to even pick him up. I didn't even think he was an option then, but being able to pick him up and just know that I had an opportunity with a quarterback that was a dual threat that he was going to run. He was going to pass. So I I knew that I would get the additional points, you know, in, in that case, so that if it came pretty close, that I would have, you know, enough points to kind of win.
0: That's right. Cause, uh, In uh, fantasy football, uh, dual threats are very valuable because they can score in a variety of ways versus picking a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's pretty much a pocket passer. He's not really a threat to run. And those type of quarterbacks, unless they throw the ball 40, 50 times, uh, you're not going to get a lot of points. So when you get a dual threat like a Jalen Hurts or even a Lamar Jackson or even as your opponent, Kyler Murray, they have the ability to make plays with their legs. So you're getting the the rushing yardage points as well as the passing yardage points, which can, uh, for people listening, when you're looking to pick a quarterback, uh, you may want to consider a uh, dual threat quarterback to help you uh, score points in your league, depending on how the scoring is set up in your league. So uh, last question I want to ask you was it's Sunday night football? Derrick Henry doesn't have the game he has. Obviously, you're checking your phone, and I believe you were ahead going into the game. And how did it feel those last two minutes of the game? <laughs> where I'm sure you're checking your phone and you're seeing, Whoa, I'm still ahead. Yeah, I think going <laughs> what's in- the thought process going? Was it relieved? Uh, was it, uh, I got this or never, 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 why you never got this in fantasy
1: football. Don't ever think, I think I was going up into Sunday evening's game, 40 points up some 38, 40 points. Yeah. Um, and I, I still was, you know, on pins and needles, you know, looking at my laptop, looking at my phone, people texting me, Hey, you're up. Hey, it's getting close. You know, and it, it just, uh. Um, it didn't seem real. It just seemed like, you know, you know, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. But I figured if it's going to happen, right, it's because I I made the effort to make sure that I put the right matchups up there, you yeah. know, that I was able to put the right team and that I was going to get the maximum amount of points out of these, you know, players that I had for, for, uh, for my team.
0: Yeah. So, it, well, uh, let me ask you this as you know in our league is a cash league and you win a cash prize for first place did the amount of the cash prize you know two thousand dollars did that ever factor into your thinking no no not at all okay i i wanted
1: to compete as best as possible with easy 2000 right because i felt like i was going up against one of the best teams in the league Right. That, that was my focus, just to be able to kind of um, the
0: highest scoring team in the league. No doubt.
1: I uh, mean, to they... be able just to be able to match up with him and be as close as possible when it came to Sunday night so that I wouldn't have to make up a big margin of points. Right. Knowing that I had a couple of players going on for that Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So the, I think the two thousand dollars was, you know, an afterthought way, way beyond, you know, I was I was only thinking and focus about my players, what the games that were coming up and where I thought I was going to be, whether, you know, I was going to finish first or finish second. And, you know, I think even finishing second, I, I, I definitely would have even took that knowing that um, I played one of the best teams in the league and um, he, he had a stack right but learning right throughout the weeks that, you know, focus on, on, on the guys on your roster, focus on always bettering your roster, picking up, you know, players here and there when you can in free agency, just because they're a better matchup than the person you have currently on your on your roster.
0: Yeah, uh, I find that the for some uh, players that cash price sometimes overwhelms them. It's part of the pressure. And um, they make some hasty decisions and uh, i would take the same approach as what you just mentioned just focus on your roster everything else just tune it out and every, and if you do things the right way as far as managing your roster everything will work itself out for you correct whether it's first place second place in our league uh last year the first three spots won a cash prize as well as the regular season champ so um the money round obviously everyone wins something but I could see where people get sucked into God, man, I could win 2000 and get kind of nervous and make bad decisions and uh, don't understand the risk factor. Yeah, I I think
1: if you, if you focus on the cash prize, you may lose out on what you're going to be putting out in the field that weekend, you know, to win you either that next spot, the playoff for the championship. So you kind of have to, you know, Put that behind you focus on what's in front of you you know task at hand be able to put the best you know uh, team out there yeah. for you to win and then you know if you win great if you don't it was a learning opportunity and you use it for the next year
0: great great uh love the answers uh the lessons learned from that experience that's great and now as we go into 2021 as you know you'll have a target on your back uh everyone's going to be gunning for you you're the defending champ uh the off season's got to be for you of anticipation knowing that you're the champion and everyone you know wants it wants a shot (laughs) wants to take you down (laughs) so what's been your thinking this off season going into this new season uh do you approach it the same way as you did last year or are you making adjustments as far as how you uh look at or view the upcoming uh fantasy football season 2021
1: um definitely making adjustments um last year you know once again we had COVID. you know we had players out um <clears throat> at the same time last year you know working from home you know 40 to 50 hours a week um you know, doing fantasy football. Plus, I was also uh, finishing up my master's degree in IT management. So I had a lot going on, um, you know, I think, which probably even helped me focus even more. But uh, going into uh, 2021, you know, definitely adjustments, you know, there's a lot of things that I learned from last year. I don't expect all of them to repeat, but I expect most of it to, you know, I think even covid is still a risk in the NFL, not as much as it was last year, but you know we have to consider that as well. And you know, always being trying to, you know, put out the best um, roster out there. And then what? What did I learn? What did I learn last year? You know, you know, the dual threat right on the quarterback. Um, don't don't focus on the other team's uh, roster. Um, just because you start with a roster doesn't mean that you're going to end with that roster, right? Because you're going to have people hurt. You're going to have your opportunities, gonna right? You're going to have opportunities to pick up in free agency. So, the, don't don't tie yourself up in thinking that that's going to be your roster for the whole year, because as soon as the first game starts in September, already by October, the seasons change, right? Yeah, and your team could probably change with two or three different players already. So you know. Keep that in mind Yeah, I, going forward. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you. Um, one thing to the 2020 season, um, every week is different. Everyone goes through injuries. No one is immune, immune to that. No immune. one is to that. Uh, you're a perfect example of that. Um, so this season, it, it appears so far, we're in July, that has been a normal off season we went through a free agency period with the nfl we went through a college draft any cues any tips anything that you notice from the 2021 college draft uh for myself there were some key players i felt like could make some noise for teams uh, I'll give you one example. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's a number one overall pick. He's definitely going to be the starter. He is a dual threat. He can run the ball. I actually saw him against Notre Dame run for a fifty-yard touchdown. So, he, and he's six six. He's about as tall as Tom Brady, but he can run. He's very athletic. So, uh, he's got a cannon of an arm. So he's a Dual threat, someone that's going to make some noise as to how much noise that remains to be seen. But uh, any players that stand out to you from the college draft that you are keeping an eye on? You know, I'm going to have to say our draft for the Bears,
1: the quarterback,
0: Justin Fields. Yeah, I,
1: I think um, he's a player to be looked to watch out. I know we had a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. Yeah, we had I a lot, lot of talent to to come out. Come on. Yep, we had a lot of talent come out on the wide receiver. Um, but Justin Fields, I think um, he's a sleeper. Look out for him. Um, I I think I wouldn't pick him, you know, maybe in the first, you know, five to six rounds, Um, but I think in the later rounds, you know, when we have our draft, if he's there, if he's available, I would probably pick him because I think um, a lot of folks are underestimating him because he's gonna be with the Bears, right? And he thinks he's gonna be playing a lot behind Dalton. But I don't think that's the case. I think because of the schedule the, the Bears are gonna have for the first uh, month of September, You know, they're playing the toughest schedule of the NFL, even yeah. that first you know month of September. So if I see the Bears going you know, one and three on four, I can probably see him starting here for that uh, first weekend of October.
0: Yeah, I uh, definitely see him getting a lot of playing time I know that coach nagy is talking about having them start out uh on the bench at first so it's still kind of like an unknown how the bears are going to use them uh they're they keep saying they're going to go with andy dalton uh, i don't think anyone really believes that but he keeps sticking to it so that will have an, an have an impact on how he's drafted because if if nagy sticks with that plan of having him come off the bench Uh, He may not even get drafted. So that's a a player that's definitely got to put on your watch list. Correct. uh, To monitor his progress and uh, see what the Bears' uh, plans are with him.
1: Yeah, I, I think the best approach with him is maybe getting him in the field, not at the quarterback position, maybe a wildcat or something like that um just to get his feet third away. down, packages third down packages goal line right? packages right make him the decoy right yeah. just get him in the field get him comfortable get him to be able to understand the pace of the, the game right the speed yeah. of the game because i think that's always a challenge for a lot of these college players so i think getting him into those sets um just running him as a decoy i think would kind of help him just to kind of get settled in that first month so that if he, he is called, you know, that first weekend in, in October, I think he'll be more a little bit more yeah. comfortable.
0: Yeah. Um, he's definitely a sleeper uh, as a quarterback. Uh, another sleeper that probably no one's heard about, and I'm going to mention it. You may want to take notes of this. Uh, there's a running back. He was hurt last year in the bowl game against Alabama. His name is Trey Sermon. He led the Big Ten in rushing. He ran for like six, seven yards a carry. In the Big Ten Championship game against Northwestern, which had one of the best defenses in the country, he ran for over 300 yards. He goes about 6'3". He runs like a 4'5", 40. He was, drafted, yeah, he was drafted like in the third, fourth, or fifth round because he, he hurt his leg but they expect them to be healthy, and that's a player because – understand who the coach of San Francisco is. He just said on a podcast that I listened to earlier this week, he wants to run the ball 500 times. Typically an NFL team gets about 1,000 snaps. So he's committed to running the ball 500 times. Half of those snaps. So Trey Sermon, and I'm reading that there's issues with uh, Moser – as far as injury situation and contract issue there may be some conflict there and this is where a guy like trey sermon was drafted for them to transition into that role and by november or december he could be the bell cow. he could be the guy the three down back and that's that's a name for you to remember trey sermon so uh something for everyone to uh think about um there was a major trade this offseason, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, the Detroit Lions traded Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams. In return, Detroit got a couple number one draft picks, and uh, the uh, quarterback from the Rams, uh, can't recall his name, uh, but the key was Matthew Stafford. Right. He's now the quarterback right. of the Rams. Uh, my feelings of it was, i um, surprised they went for Stafford. Uh, he's never won a big game in his career. He's really, his teams have underachieved. I don't believe he's ever even won a playoff game, let alone a big game in a regular season. So, uh, but the Rams are putting all their hopes on Matthew Stafford. What do you think of that deal? And do you think it's going to flop?
1: You know, that's, that's a great question. But I think for Stafford, um, he's playing with a good coach that may I, I think would be able to kind of help him at this tail end of his career, um, trying to save him from injuries. I, I think that's kind of what the effort's going to be this year with, with the Rams and and the coach. Um, and that approach of them running the ball as much as they pass, I, I think it's going to save Stafford and get him to play maybe in the in the NFL for another two or three years. Um it's, right, it's a tough call, you know, always that first year of transition, right? We saw what Tom Brady did with Tampa, right? Uh, obviously not comparable, where you can't compare the two, but I think overall, um, I think the Rams got the better deal um, just because they got an experienced quarterback. Um, I think pairing him up with the coach of the Rams, uh, I think overall they're going to have a pretty good season because they have a pretty good running game now established. You know they got a makers Yep, yeah, they got a couple guys Figure back stay there. Stay healthy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they got a couple guys back there. You know that defense is shut down, right? When they're healthy, they're pretty shut down. You got a well, good corner.
0: You got a great oh, corner. Uh, I love Jalen yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, he's all pro. Yeah. But I am concerned about the defense. The defense coordinator left. He's now the head coach at our Chargers, and they're missing. I want to say four to six starters on defense that have left or been traded. So the defense that we saw last year – Oh, the last couple of years. (laughs) It's going to look a little different, Different. and they're going to miss missing their top two safeties. Uh, You know, Johnson, James Johnson, I think, he went to Cleveland. So plus they get a new defensive coordinator, and let's see how that really works out. I'm really down on the Rams, Angel. I I think a lot of hype happens in the offseason – Right, right. You gotta have, and there's so much change with Stafford learning a new offense, new receivers, uh, you know, new rules in the NFL. So as we were saying about the Rams, uh, I'm down on them, but uh, you're right. They're everyone's gonna be watching them. You know how this transition with Stafford, how it works out. Uh, Obviously, if he works well with uh, the two receivers, Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods. Uh, they could be a high-powered offense, and uh, they 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 could make some noise, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, maybe in November and December. Once they gel, I would think September is going to be kind of like a feeling-out period. If they can, you know, stay above water, they can definitely come November and December do some damage out there. Once they get a, that synergy, that rhythm with the with the receivers and the offensive line. So, uh, I want to go over this rule changes in the NFL schedule. Obviously, the big change is that we're no longer going to work off of a 16-game season. It's going to be a 17-game season.
1: and for Extending our season by yeah, a
0: week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually, uh, the 13th week is the end of the regular season. And then the 14th and 15th week are the uh, playoffs. And then the 16th week the championship. So uh, in this case, we're going to have to, like you said, extend it out. We'll probably start the well, we are going to start the playoffs the week of the week 14. 14. right? And then uh, week 15 and 16 will be playoffs. And then week 17 will, or in this case, week 18 will be the last week of the season, but we never, due to the teams, you know, resting players, we don't do anything there. So, uh, it's going to be new. Uh, it's going to be a longer season. I think it's uh, going to be a more, uh, an exciting season and, and gonna, injuries will be more of a critical factor than ever before.
1: Under the magnifying glass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to agree. Uh, you know, that one additional game, um, which kind of also helped out that we have one less preseason game too. Right? Yeah. It's only a
0: three week preseason right. now.
1: So, you know, I think that's a plus too in kind of protecting the players, right. Not having to play the four plus the 17 regular season games. I think the, um, kind of, you know, be mindful of that, right. As you go into the season that, you know, you're, you're going to have injuries, right. And, I think um, we were able to expand the rosters for the teams as well.
0: Yeah, uh, in our league, in the uh, Ballers Fantasy Football League, we actually now have two injured reserve spots instead of one compared to last year. That's one of the real changes in the league. Um, so that will help uh, teams uh, be able to uh, manage their rosters due to injury, especially with a 17-week season. Uh, you're you going to expect injuries. Injuries. You, you so. got to
1: expect injuries, setbacks. um even I'm sure at times it won't be as many, but COVID is still going to play a factor um, in, in some of these, you know, these these games. And, you know, it's probably more prevalent as the season starts versus kind of when the season ends.
0: And uh, Roger Goodell announced uh, in the summer, this summer, that all NFL stadiums will be uh, allowed to have full capacity. So they expect uh, full capacity crowds at games. So it'll be as close to normal as it was before COVID.
1: So it's going to be an exciting year, Juan. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I think 2021 is uh, definitely going to be a, <coughs> a year that um, um, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have an extra game. Um, how we decide who gets the extra home game, you know, that's that's going to be interesting based on the
0: schedules as well. So um, yeah, they you know, already mapped it out. You know, I, you know, certain teams have uh, nine road games compared to other teams only have eight home games. Or nine home games versus eight road games. And you know what? That's going to factor into potentially you making the playoffs. Correct. That's correct. uh If you have nine road games and the team that you're playing against has nine home games, I mean, at some point the NFL is going to have to fix that down the road. Either go into a balanced schedule, 18 game season. Right. We get nine home games, nine road games. Right. And take away one preseason game. Yeah. yeah. I, I think take that's a great two. idea. Yeah. I. You know, if that's the route they want to go, the preseason's always been kind of like a, um, you right. know, nobody plays. Right, It's right. so all the uh, free agents and college draft picks trying to make a roster. Two weeks is more than enough for them to decide whether they, they may, made a team. In a lot of instances, they've already made their decisions uh, before even camp begins, who they're going to keep, who they're going to let go. There may be maybe one or two slots at that point that they're worried about. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to go to a a two game preseason. But, yeah, that's another thing you mentioned a three game preseason this year. Uh, I believe it starts August 14th. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the NFL coaches manage their personnel with only three preseason games. Correct. Especially the new head coaches. How do you implement your offensive system, your defensive system? And now you had four or five weeks. Now you only got three weeks. And really that third week will probably be a week you don't want to play your starters. So you really got to implement this within the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Another thing is is that, I don't know if you read where a lot of the players didn't want to participate in the voluntary Yes. Uh, OTAs, off-season, yeah. off-season uh, tr- activities. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well. For example. Yeah, we'll get to him. <laughs> you bring up a good point. He made a, uh, but he, um, but I was saying that uh, with the lack of OTAs and things being done remotely, how is this going to impact the rookies, the new acquisitions to so learn the system? They're probably gonna have to learn on the fly in a real game. And it's gonna be interesting to see how these coaches uh, handle that. I think from a fantasy football perspective, you have to really understand when, like a guy like Stafford, he's learning a new system. Do you really wanna put a seventh, eighth, or ninth round draft pick on a guy who may not have it going until middle of October? So uh, that's something for uh, fantasy football players to think about. But as you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, which was probably the big topic of the summer, of the offseason in the NFL, uh, yesterday he made a comment. Uh, He was asked, I guess he's involved in a golf tournament with Tom Brady and some of these professional golfers. Correct. And they asked him if he's going to play, and he said, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you get the feeling that he's just playing, toying with the media. I believe he knows and, what he wants to do.
1: And the general manager for
0: yeah. uh, the Green Bay
1: Packers. Yeah. I,
0: believe, I believe he's going to play. I think he's coming back. I think he's just now trying to manipulate the media to uh, not really give his hand to Packers management, what, the, what he wants to do you want to talk about a guy who really went to stick at the management? He's writing the textbook in the NFL how to stick it to a team right now because he's really got them in limbo.
1: Which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, you you may have, you know, those bad thoughts or those ill feelings towards management, but you also have your teammates, right? So you're kind of caught in between there. You know, what happens if he does come back, you know, How are his teammates going to receive him, right? That's probably going to be an even bigger question. So I think uh, their first day back is July 27th. So we'll see what happens then. Yes, 20 days away. Correct. Three weeks. Less than three weeks away. So it'll be interesting, you know, if he does come back that first day.
0: Now what happens if that backup Jordan, uh, I forgot his last name, Jordan uh, his last name, but what if he goes off and plays well in preseason and this guy's still holding out? Could be a tough call for Green Bay. I mean, Matt Lafleur, it's your time in the barrel. You yes, got to make a decision, exactly, because this guy may hold out the whole preseason to make a point. Um, my belief is, I think he's still bitter about not getting the ball on fourth down in the championship game. I think he's still upset about that. Uh, I know he denies it. I know he does. He says he doesn't care. I don't believe him. Right. I think he does care. Right. Uh, but um, it's going to be interesting, LeFleur, how he handles it. Because if he goes off and plays really well, and then Brett, you know, not Brett Favre, but Aaron Rodgers tried to pull up Brett Favre and say in the middle of August, I want to come back. Right. Right. It may be too late. It may be too late. You're right. It may be too late. So, so this poker game is really going to get very interesting in the next three weeks. At I think some it, point, he has to make a decision. Right? I think even the next two weeks, right? Because
1: even that last week, if you're going to decide to come back, you know, you're already playing your first – close to your first game, right? You're, gonna, you're a couple weeks out from playing your first game. Is he going to be
0: ready? Maybe. Did you catch the comment uh, he said he's been focusing on his mental health? This offseason? season, <clears throat> I think that's because he got engaged, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Went off. I
1: say on on an escapade, and
0: not talking about you know working out with the receivers, right, uh, right. you know, uh, trying to get in shape for the season. He made it a point to mention his mental health, which I found bizarre. Uh, I don't know where his mind is at. If you're a Packer fan, I feel for you. <laughs> uh, Double Dogs, who, who had uh, Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, you may want to reconsider that for the upcoming season. I, I would, you want to keep them on your roster. I would suggest a, a plan B. Yeah, for sure. Okay, boy, what a what a fun uh, time we've had so far. Um, definitely, I, I'm looking forward to uh,
1: you know the future podcasts that we're going to have and. um, You know, I think uh, covering other areas within um, even our own league, right? Um, Being able to kind of go over the rules, um, you know, and and
0: kind of help people
1: understand what the rules are even before the season starts. So, you know, stay tuned for that because we'll be covering that in the future podcast as well.
0: Yeah, uh, the plans are we'll have an additional podcast. We're gonna go over the uh, uh, positions. And the players available such as quarterbacks running backs receivers tight ends defenses to see who uh, who's hot who's not who to look look at who to avoid things like that as well as we'll go over some of the um, team uh, personnel uh changes and injuries as you know so uh this podcast is the initial podcast for 2021 And we're glad to announce that we'll have some other podcasts that we'll be releasing uh, within the next two to three weeks. And we'll uh, look forward to everyone listening in. And any feedback or comments are much appreciated. In closing, uh, thanks for listening. It's been a fun time and there's more fun to come. Angel, any last thoughts for Uh, our listeners? Thank you. Thank you for
1: having me on. I really appreciate it. It was a great year for 2020, and I look forward to 2021, and uh, you'd be able to provide a lot of information and a lot of good insight to the rest of the uh, league uh, owners.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day, and uh, have fun this upcoming uh, 2021 season.